This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators, all with the noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to operate better in today's world. Jordan's also got a fun weekly segment, Feedback Friday, where he covers advice on everything from escaping a cult or psycho family situations to relationships and networking to even just asking for a raise. Point blank, Jordan Harbinger is smart, funny, and easy to listen to. You'll be pressed to find an episode without excellent conversation, a few laughs, and actionable advice that can directly improve your life. You can't go wrong with adding The Jordan Harbinger Show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Dum Dums 2099, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into a futuristic world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Alan, trapped in the future, has been forced to join forces with the sniper Declan McCready and the robot honor system. But will they be able to elude the regulators who are after them? Will the blockchain be able to help them in their quest? Will Alan even be able to convince them she's a friggin' wizard? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons. Are you going to buy a candle? I don't have any money. We should leave. <laughs> Dwarf goes, this guy, I like this guy. He speaks a lot of sense. You continue on your way. You can continue to talk if you want, but you're making your way towards the noodle shop. Why did you choose to jump out of the window? Well, it seemed like there were people after me. To jump out of a window is to risk near certain death. Well... No, he's not, not he's for to- me. He's totally correct with that one. That is suicidal behavior. Well, I, I should have very high up, but I should have been able to slow down. Explain. Well, I'm falling through the air. I cast a spell. I slow down. Declan, she casts spells. No, that's not true. See, the thing is, she's mentally ill. That's I. <laughs> She could very well have been in some sort of fancy home for wealthy, ill people. That is more likely. She wears a jacket, she jumps out a window, and now she's telling us she's on a crazy quest. Do you know what? Whatever you want to think. We should investigate the small... What would the lingo be that I would be using for this little robo guy? It's known as an iPal. Okay. We should question the iPal. I agree. Let's do that once we get back to the safe house, though, rather than having a long conversation in the street. Agreed. As you sort of carry on down the road, both of you are gently lost in thought about the possibility of something out of myth somehow finding its way into your world. It's not unheard of. Honestly, it's the way I wish people would treat Jedi stuff in Star Wars. Jedi aren't just around all the time. You know of them. You know that maybe they existed, but like... Could it be back? No, probably not, but like maybe. So it's something out of myth kind of invading in the same way that if like a genuine capital M miracle occurred in downtown Toronto, we'd all be like, ah. <laughs> Which of you would know more about the prodigals, do you think? Probably Declan. I feel like Declan is like a lifelong skeptic. Like I feel like yeah. he's the guy who's like, the prodigals are great if we can get there or they're another scam and we kill everybody involved. Absolutely. Like that's I, his I'm, answer to everything. But yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. guess he'd probably know more of the lore if he'd heard it at all. On our system, given how you came into being and, and what's going on, I doubt you would have researched these groups beyond what's wiki available to you. But Declan, to your point of skepticism, one of the things you find off-putting about the prodigals is you've heard rumblings and grumblings that there's an interest in the consequence of magic being gone. And there are some people within the organization who have a more 
theological leaning, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So having someone who theoretically can cast magic would be of great interest to them, you suspect. Cool. Yeah. So you make your way through the levels. Um, Alan, can you roll me a notice check, please? Sure. Eight. As you go down an alleyway, there's a boarded up clinic. And above the central doorway, you see Unseen Hands, Inc. But uh, you're quickly bustled past. But you've definitely seen that logo around more than, than you thought. So eventually you enter, you know, those alleyways you see in certain places that are kind of like open food market type places. Blade Runner is a good baseline for this. It's similar to sort of the hobo code. There's a marking that shows where blockchain meeting points are. Yep. You see that and it's marked on a post next to a bustling little noodle stand called Uncle Jim Jim's Noodle Emporium. And there's a man standing there behind it, shuffling some noodles and go walk. What would the typical protocol be for accessing a blockchain hideout? Is there usually a call and response or... Yeah, I think there's like a code phrase. A good way to think of the blockchain is a little bit like loose resistance in occupied Europe during Mm -hmm. World War II, where it's like, there's no central organization. There's no leader of the blockchain. It, it is kind of like anonymous, which means that sometimes people do things in the name of it. That you're like, yeah, not, not me. Okay. But yeah, there's a number of phrases and sometimes they're out of date, but whatever the equivalent of Reddit here is, right. we probably have updates on that. Honor System uses the last food related front passphrase in his memory. So he just walks up to the person manning the noodle stand and says, what are the specials today? <laughs> It turns around, I and mean, you can see that he's like an older human, and he's got a long gray mullet. He probably should have cut it, but he's really sticking with it. He's wearing an eye patch, and he's like, oh, uh, the specials. You know, at Uncle Jim Jim's Noodle Emporium, we serve up savings every day. So uh, no specials here today. Can I parse anything out of that, or is that just him honestly? Based on a quick interweb check of Uncle Jim Jim's, mm. that tracks, but also it's not uncommon to get pushback on general food phrases like, are there any specials today? I lean over his shoulder and give whoever this man is a knowing look, and I just say, the rain in Spain falls mainly on the rich. Oh, that kind of special. And he winks at you with his he, good does eye. Does he wink at honor system? Yeah, he winks at honor okay, system. So honor system says, yes, we are using the secret phrases to gain access to the blockchain <laughs> hideout. You know, you guys had better come with me. Um, <laughs> so he flips out one of those over-designed back in 10 signs that's trying to be witty, but it's not. Kind of leads you to a small shed uh, where he kind of keeps his stuff. He opens it and you realize that there's stairs down into a basement area and he, he kind of like gestures for you to follow him. And I do. Yep, yeah, yep. we'll follow. We're following. Okay, great. Oh, that's the first we we've had from Alan. She's on side now. She does not look on side. <laughs> so um, you come down into the basement and it really is just a small clubhouse area. Like it's not a, a fully decked out thing, more so like a, a comfortable sitting room, but it definitely feels like someone's rec room. There's like posters on the wall for bands that you don't recognize. And there's like gnome bards rocking out on guitars and stuff. So uh, he he welcomes you in and offers some seats, and he, he gets you settled. He goes and like locks the door behind you all and says, "So, fellow blockchainers, huh? This is awesome. Like I haven't seen anyone in a while. This is really cool. My name's Peanuthead. Great. It's a good name. Thanks. It's mine. We have a score to deliver. A score? Yes. This is one of those need to know things. Bear system. You know, not everybody is in exactly what we're doing. No, no, no. I, I want to be in. What's up? What's the score? Peanut head. You have been designated as not needing to know. Man, you sound just like my dad. Uh, okay. I am not your father. I lean over to Alan and go, sometimes it's best to just let these <laughs> things play themselves out. <laughs> he looks at you for a second. No, but maybe, but no. So peanut head gets you all settled. I keep my eyes peeled for Uncle Jim Jim. You don't see an Uncle Jim Jim anywhere, mm. but as you look around, you see there's like a stack of menus and similar to like a Papa John's, you see a dwarf with a fistful of noodles in each hand looking real happy. And yeah, it looks like Uncle Jim Jim. I just put my head in my hands. 
I have oh, no idea hey, what's going on. Hey, are you all right? Your friend looks kind of sad. Are you sad about the injustices being suffered by the low people? She the jumped com- out of a building and landed on a grav car. Oh my God, that's awesome. Yes, it's all because she's really sad about those injustices that you talked is about. It on, you- is it on YouTube? Can I watch it right now? And you see him what? tap his eye patch and his one eye glazes over and you can see him just tapping at his patch trying to find this video. Here's the thing though. Peanut head. Oh, hang on, hang on. I'm just looking for that video. Hang on. Oh, hang on. I got to wait through an ad now. I'm glad your priorities are clear. So here's the thing. We're doing a top secret mission and we need somebody to make sure that this room is entirely secure. So I want to give you 50 credits and to send you back up to your noodle hut to make sure that nobody comes down here because our lives and the lives of hundreds all rest on you. He crosses his chest with his hands, throws them up in the air and he's like, blockchain salute. I do the same thing back to him. (laughs) And then he's like, I knew it would catch on if I invented it. And then he leaves. Cool. Okay. (laughs) So honor system. I know you can multitask pretty flawlessly. So if you could call in to our handler for this gig and find out where we should drop this shit, let him know we still have it despite that. And then find out what's going on. I want to take a look at this little robot in here. And I open up the bag. And he goes, oh, Master Xanthus, thank you. Oh, you are not Master Xanthus. Uh-oh. I mean, beep boop, beep beep boop. I am a robot, beep boop boop. And then it just turns off. Good. I thought I'd have to deactivate it myself. <laughs> so I get out my meta tool and my data slab and my boss tech toolkit. Basically, I want to take off the hatch over the CPU. <clears throat> okay. So as soon as you touch it, you realize that it was not actually deactivated and it starts freaking out and it kind of attempts to whiz up in a way. Master Xanthus, stop it. Help me. And then it looks at you, Alan. I want to reach out with Mage Hand and contain it. Declan, as it like slips out of your hands, you're about to lunge for it and then all of a sudden it just sort of wobbles in midair and freezes. And I look over and see Alan extending a hand and I turn to honor system and I just go, a Jedi. (laughs) 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 I thought they were just fiction. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Uh, From from the famous holovid Star Trek. (laughs) Star Trek. <laughs> Star Trek, the Great War. Yeah, that tracks. Sorry, system, just jokes, you know. Uh, sort of got two things that I want to deal with here. And I point to the robot, and then I point at not Xanthus, as I know her to be named. And I say, that is your master Xanthus, correct? Wait, no, that is not Xanthus. I just hold up my hands like, I told you. <laughs> uh, you are not Xanthus. Okay, then any objections from anyone in the room of me opening that one up to get the information we might want? No. What does opening up mean? What is this thing? Okay, so this is a robot. How long? What? Honestly, I turned it on her system. I'm assuming she's been in prison her entire life. Like, I can't imagine she's been out with the man she does not know. Wait, tracking the iPal, despite you threatening it, it throws out a green gridded screen over Mm -hmm. um, Alan and scans you. And it does that thing that well-animated robots do where it quirks in a way that you're like, oh, it's like it's raising an eyebrow, but it's a robot with no face. And it goes, oh, are you the Alan that Master spoke of? Yes, I'm Alan. Oh, shit. And then you hear like the robot equivalent of a sigh, which is just static. And then it slowly turns to the both of you and says, you know what? Yeah, sure. Fuck it. Just open me up. Great. Well, maybe we could find a happy medium here. My friend, what's your name? You got to have something programmed in there. Yes. They call me Bourbon Sherbet. Bourbon (laughs) Sherbet? Bourbon Sherbert, the Great. personal assistant Rupert. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. people say Xanthus doesn't have a sense of humor. All that right. is not true. Xanthus is very funny. <laughs> Bourbon Sherbert, the helpful <laughs> I like you. Okay. Oh, uh, boy. Why don't you take a seat here and just explain to us what's going on? Where's Xanthus? 
Who's the Alan? I'd rather not open you up. We can all be friends. Truth be told, I am a little confused about this myself. And it hovers over to the chair and then hovers down into the chair enough that its repulsors are making like an ass groove. And Bourbon Sherbert, the... Helpful Robert. The helpful Robert says, I wish I could give you the full story, but as best I know, Master Xanthus was in communication with the Alan. He often spoke to her. I could see him doing so as we moved from safe house to safe house. Unfortunately, it would seem that Master Xanthus is gone and in his place... The Allen. She is a primitive. What do you mean by primitive? A what? A primitive. One not of a technologically advanced society. So is she an alien? Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. You are as funny as my master was when he named me. There are no such things as aliens. No, she is from an alternate dimension. What? Oh, see, that checks out, actually, if you think about it. So, you're from Dimension, we don't got fancy stuff. How did you know Xanthus? He was just kind of a voice in my head for a long time. Your mental illness theory is getting stronger and stronger. (laughs) Because I'm confused, I've actually, without even realizing it, taken out my laser pistol, and I'm just (laughs) disassembling it, cleaning it, and putting it back together. So, you are in touch with Xanthus. How, How did he talk to you? Just in my head. This happens sometimes. I had a friend, also had a guy talking to him in his head. Do you know what? I think what we might be dealing with here, System, is a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Primitive from another dimension who's also mentally ill. Look, I don't care. I need to get back to my own place, my own world dimension, whatever it is. I need to get back to Neverwinter. System, can you run a scan on her? Because I want to be sure there's no technology. Because she could have some sort of teleport field that we don't know about. It could be some sort of high corp business. What kind of skill would you want to call that if, if you want me to roll it all? Close combat, because I think your scanner is combat capability scan. Okay. So that if you're, for example, running up to someone who <laughs> happened to be a bomb. Eight. So you scan her, you don't find any technology on her. However, all of your resource scanners are showing incredibly high levels of quantum energy. It spiked when she restrained the iPal, mm. but she seems to have an above average field. Humans don't have this. Like yeah, People yeah. don't. There's low level amounts of quantum energy around, but you've never seen anyone with this amount of quantum energy. Declan, she is saturated in a large concentration of quantum energy. Of what? Holy shit. So there's no tech. None of this is a fucking trick. She's not a robot. Theory. Please. This may be how she is able to cast magic. I would agree. So what we found is, for the first time in approximately 111 years, fucking magical person? You know the prodigals are going to fucking want this. They're going to want to meet her. Agreed. Wait, who are the prodigals? Uh, I don't know if uh, I should be going back there. I didn't leave on good terms. Oh, now we're going to talk, little friend. Now I'm putting together the rifle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say something similar. I'm just like, you overestimate your value. (laughs) (laughs) Master Xanthus used to say the same thing. I'm not the first bourbon sherbet. I'm a survivor bourbon. When were you with the prodigals? With Master Xanthus. So Xanthus was a former prodigal? Yes. So why did you leave the prodigals? I came online shortly after his departure. Then why, why did you Roll leave? Roll me a, um, what is an insight check in this world? If I tried to sell the whole pitch through the idea of who I knew, like, yeah. would that work for Connect? Like, is yeah, roll, roll me a Connect check. Yeah. Well, you know, you and I, Bourbon Sherbert, the Survivalist Sherbert, <laughs> we're both people who made friends in different places. We, we understand... The battles between light and dark and doing good things and bad things and moving forward. So I think they're the kind of people that, that we could know. And I mean, if you run through your database, maybe take a look for Declan McCready, also known as the Cobra, also known as Cobra, or the Cobra McCready, or the McCready Cobra, or the Spitting Cobra McCready. You check all those and you'll find out. I feel like we're going to know a lot of the same people, so I'm trustworthy. 
Seven. You notice some hesitation having hung out with a robot for so long. Even though he doesn't lie, you've come to kind of understand that robots have their own weird inner coding and stuff. So you get the sense that this robot is lying to you 110% about coming online later. It's just an easy lie that people buy. But you've also appealed to his database. So you see um, Bourbon Sherbet run a quick scan and go, oh, yes, several entries for the Cobra. Oh, Damn, things did not go well for you in that battle, did they? Wait, is that where it is from? I think we're asking you questions, friend, if you want to live through this conversation. Does a robot truly live? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I just really like Asimov. Listen, okay... I rack the slide on my laser pistol. (laughs) (laughs) You make an interesting argument with your racking of a laser pistol. Okay, fine, I was with my master during his time with the prodigals. They did not approve of his methods, nor some of his theories. As a result, he was forced to leave. Which methods? Which theories? Well, the theory that it would seem you yourself have proven, that interdimensional travel is possible, and that magic is not dead (sighs) in all worlds as it is in ours. You guys have no magic? Well, we've got stories about magic, and I'll tell you right now, when you meet an artificial intelligence inside a warbot that randomly decides that it would like to be more than it is and helps you rebuild its own mind... Little bit of fucking magic in there. I have very little concept of what that meant. Welcome to the club. Everybody's getting lost in this fucking conversation. (laughs) This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. (laughs) Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and it can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Snarf, 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 snarf. Wait, Goblin Jr., slow down. You're not wearing your translation amulet. Oh, hey, that's much better. Hi, I'm Goblin Jr., uh, beloved wolf companion of the Dum Dums and Dragons crew. And uh, listen, if you're enjoying our adventures, our, our snarfy fun, uh, you know, the adventures of, of Butthole and Quinny and Alan and Juniper and Bucky and all the rest, well, uh, listen, you'd really be doing us a solid if you'd go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. And hey, you know, if you want to help us on our adventures, uh, for as little as a dollar a month, uh, you can gain access to uh, Snarfy Discord and talk to all sorts of other fans about the shows. Uh, and you know, it just goes up from there. You can get ad-free feeds. You can uh, add your own characters. Uh, hell, you can even make an NPC at the $25 level. And you get your name in the credits at the end, which is which is a lot of fun, I'm told. Anyway, uh, you know, I don't know too much just being a wolf and all, but uh, what I do know is if you enjoy our adventures as much as uh, me and the crew like going on them, well, Patreon's a great way to help out. Uh, anyway, I'll uh, see you around, and I'll take this stupid amulet off. Snarf, 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 snarf. So, Berbert Sherbert, the survivalist Berbert, knowing that Xanthus is gone, you looking for a new job? I'm not sure if he is gone permanently. He had spoken of one day returning. But it seems unlikely that I will survive to that date, based on you racking that laser pistol. When was he going to return? Uncertain. He did not say he was leaving. Something must have changed. He was exerting increasing influence in your world. I do not understand how he arrived there, nor how you arrived here. No, neither do I. And I reach in my mind and say, Xanthus? What the hell? You find your mind eerily empty now that there's not someone else talking in it. You also find your powers considerably dampened without whatever boost. Fervin, you know what? It seems like the Alan here and us, I might be going on a trip. Just Alan. Just Alan and us might be going on a trip. So... I think, with her not knowing entirely what the fuck is going on around us, well, I don't want always to have to answer the questions, because half the time I'm not going to know. An honor system sort of does the whole, like, making sure we don't die from things near us a bit. So I'm just going to open you up for a second, and we're just going to transfer ownership of you over to just Alan. There's no just. My name is Alan. Got it. Really threw me with that not Xanthus earlier. Okay, so let's do this, it Mr. Sherbert. It would seem Sherbert. she and my master have more in common than I thought. Yes, let's. I took improv. Oh, boy. Well, as someone who dabbled lightly in the past, it's true. Yes, let's is the key to improv in this yes, world. <laughs> in this world, it is. In others, it is yes and. In yeah. others, it is no fuck off. I go and open up the back of the robot with my tools, and then we just do a quick kind of coding reprogram. Honor System, how do you feel about watching Declan reprogram something else? Honor System's had an awakening, and I don't think he looks at this iPal the same way. 
I think there is a degree of superiority. Mm -hmm. He's also trying to contact our employers to basically make contact. Yes. So while Declan is digging around inside the bot's head, I'll say that you managed to... It's not like you get on the phone with someone, mm. but you're able to get a connection and send enough of a coded message that you receive directions to okay. a proper prodigal location. Do you mention that you've got a potential magic user with you or no? Am I talking to the prodigals? Think of it as almost dead drops, but in... Like a dark web kind yeah, of scenario? Yeah, it's, like it's like you're leaving messages on like a music forum. <laughs> in the, what we call the shadow net. <laughs> yeah. uh, and what's the band whose forum you're on right now? What band's form are we on right now? Pick a band name that would appeal to Honor System, because that's probably what we do. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> this is purely for me. Uh, X Japan, 80s speed metal band. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh man, they're good, but wouldn't they be better if they were slower? Which is a signal that you should clearly are not on this board. So uh, with a bunch of people telling you to kill yourself, eventually you find a message. Yeah, exactly. So in your coded messaging, are you going to attempt to convey that you have something of great interest to them? I think it would be only that much information. Like, we have more than just what you asked for. They send you a location and sort of basically mark it like, get there as soon as you can. Okay. The window is closing. Okay. Cool. Ryan, can you please roll me a fix check? Seven. This is nothing compared to what you had to pull off with Honor System, so easy fix. And Alan, what are you doing during this? I don't know what is going on. So I think I'm still hoping that Santhus will answer. Are you trying to go into your mind palace? Yes. Okay. It is as difficult as trying to do complex math with a migraine. It's possible, but like it, it just, it feels like moving through jello. Like it's just so much harder. It takes so much more concentration. You're still able to summon magic, and in some ways it's easier, but in other ways it's it's much, much harder. I need to get to Xanthus's lab, or wherever he was working out of. So we'll assume the robot surgery is done. Bourbon Trip will say, but you left in such a hurry through the window. I didn't know that's what it was. From what I recorded on the way out, the regulators will have locked down that particular site by now. Xanthus is a fugitive from the law. Correct. Robot 5. And it just rolls over and like bumps it against your shoulder. <laughs> what exactly there, yeah. did Xanthus do? I get to go over and sit beside Alan. And I'm like, here's the best way for me to simplify this down to like a level that'll make sense to everybody. So forgive the crudity of the metaphor. Xanthus is like a fancy asshole who is trying to find a way to get into other dimensions to prove he's cooler than everyone else and that he's like got a big dick or whatever. So he does not. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, brother. Uh, so, all right, I kind of like this iPal man. <laughs> so, he was getting in touch with you through technology because he believed that magic, we don't got no magic, but that magic was in other dimensions. So, he got in touch with you, but then the regulators got too close to him, which is, I don't know if you have like police or people who go after people who break the law. Maybe you got, if you're primitive, it could be like a guy in big armor with a sword who's like, you're going to jail. Yeah, we've got those. Imagine we've got a lot of those, but instead of being in any way good at fighting, they all just have very big bows and arrows that'll fucking kill you. So an army of them were going after Xanthus because he didn't have the right to just start mucking about, jumping around, trying to back to the future his way into the sports almanac of other dimensions. Back to, what? Okay, see, I told you, you're going to have to forgive the metaphors. So... He switched places with you. You're here. You're fucked because everybody thinks you're him. He's gone. He's safe. So what we want to do, first of all, the earth is run by a group of cunts and we hate them. <laughs> and we just want them all to die. But there's these guys called the prodigals or girls or 
people non-binary on the gender spectrum. There's countless options in there. So they want to stop the bad guys and help the good guys. And they have a very strong interest in magic, which you have. What kind of interest? That is a great question. I know they're good and I know they have an interest. So here's what I'm thinking. Did you organize the drop there? Yes. Did you tell them that we had a magician? In less specific terms, yes. What were those less specific terms on the extra pan site? <laughs> I think because it's honor system, like once someone acknowledged him, he was just like, job completed, we acquired an additional asset. <laughs> Seems like, oh, they must be talking about the drummer. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking we go to this drop. We do traditionally what we do, because we never know if we're getting fucked over by handlers. I set myself up somewhere on a roof where I got line of sight with my rifle. I'm like a long bowman. You know, it's a bow that shoots real long and I shoot real straight. So I set myself up somewhere I'm supervising. My arms are crossed. He goes in to talk to whoever and deliver what we got in the bag. The thing that was so problematic when we took that trip to the mall. You can wait with me. We'll see how they react. If it turns out they're evil, I shoot them and then he stabs the rest. And then we all just fuck off. Or we have you go down and have a nice little conversation where if it goes bad, I shoot them and he stabs all the rest. I'm just thinking, like, is there any other option that I can see right now? No. Oh, and we gave you the robot. So Bourbon Sherbert, the survivalist Robert, I turned all his loyalty circuits to you. So you want to tell him a secret or some shit? Go ahead. It's true. Okay, let's, let's, let's try this. All right, let's go steal a car. <laughs> Okay, so you leave the noodle shop and Peanut Head's like, okay, cool, so what's the plan? We've got a secret meet and greet. We got to go drop off what we picked up and pick up something else. All right, let's go. So I got to leave you these credits and I got to take your car. I always knew this day would come. And he takes you around down past the secret doorway to the delivery entrance. And he's got the grav car equivalent of an old van with awesome stuff spray painted on the side. Like he's got like a classic 80s rock cover. In the middle, you see a majestic orc lady who's just like got a microphone in one hand and a guitar in the other and says Merle and the Screamers. And there's a bunch of Valkyries and shit around her. Oh, God, it's my favorite band. You guys have heard Merle Streep, right? She's fucking awesome. Like, like she's better than that, but like that's what it sounds like. My mind is so messed up right now. <laughs> I look over at Alan with her like thousand yard stare and I'm like, well, she's heard her before. I'll put that money down right now. You get in the van. It smells terrible. Just terrible. Does it smell terrible to me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you just think you were special somehow? No, I'm just thinking, like, depending yeah, it, on what it is, it might oh, be a okay. smell I'm used to. In, oh. in medieval oh. times, she'd be like, ah, oh, the smell of <laughs> unwashed bodies yeah. and yeah. old cheeseburgers. Exposed entrails and melting goblins. <laughs> Honor system, I assume you're driving? Yeah, if everyone else is fine with that. And then I imagine our traditional strategy would be that I scope out the area on, like, my data slab or whatever to see, like, if there are any good vantage points kind of thing. And then Honor system will go and drop me in advance so I can go climb up and build my little, like, sniper's yeah. nest or whatever. Then he can scope out to see if there's anything we didn't see on the ground. Cool. We do the around the block, and then we go into the meet and greet. I'll also, while we're in the van, take out the pistol. Because, I mean, we've just got such like a weird pistol collection right now of like who's got what. And I look over to Alan. So listen, if you use magic in a way anyone can see, everybody's going to be fucking after you. So this okay. is a pistol. 
You've got the other one. Okay, you remember mm-hmm. that? Do you mm-hmm. still have it? Yeah, I, I still got it. Okay, take it out. I draw it, holding it, definitely like someone who doesn't know how to use a gun. <laughs> okay, so you keep the finger on the side of the gun. When you put that finger on the trigger is when you're ready to fucking kill someone. You never dick around with your finger on the trigger or you'll kill me or you'll shoot on our system or you'll shoot your robot or you'll shoot yourself. All that's bad. Otherwise, if they're close, you point this end, and I just point at the, <laughs> the, barrel. the barrel. I'm like, you point that at the thing you want to die, and you pull that trigger, and then that thing will be closer to death than it was originally. If you miss, you point again and pull the trigger again until it's dead or you're dead. If anybody points a thing like this at you, it's real bad. Okay, I, I got it. Mistress Ellen, it is commonplace for people to name their first weapon. What shall you name your gun? First gun? <laughs> B- bold choice. It seems as though Honor System has been rubbing off on you. Yeah, Honor System, what you name your sword again? First gun. <laughs> it started out as a gun and then we mixed it with a lot of other things to make his sword. I, like that was a stupid joke. I, I think he calls it, given its, its origin, I think it's called Legion. His sword's called Legion. I've got my rifle, Frederick, and then I've got my pistol. A little big dick. And you've got first gun. So we're really ready to roll. The van handles like a box of awful. Shitbox. Yeah, shitbox. Alan, you're kind of left alone with your thoughts for like the first time in a little bit as they're making preparations on the way. Uh, What's going through your head? Interdimensional travel, as far as I know, isn't possible unless you're of the gods or godlike. Well, you're aware of multiple dimensions in as much planes, as like right? the planes, planes of existence, but yeah. not, this is, this is completely this beyond is. your, anything you've seen. I think I just have to go along for the ride because Xanthus has fucked me over Yep. and I need to find a way to get back because I'm pretty sure he's going to fuck over everyone else <laughs> on my, in my dimension. Yep. Great. <laughs> that's, a mess. that's pretty much all I'm thinking. So I flick on my comlink because I've got one that I basically never take off. It's like mm-hmm. a semi-invisible Bluetooth that hooks me up with Honor System who's driving. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, so what do you make of the fact that magic is real? Knowing that you're from a technological world and this definitely was not coded into you, Like, how does that affect your worldview? I would like to know more. I am eager to speak with Alan about this dimension she hails from, particularly about the role and value of swordplay. Very literal. This is appropriate. This this checks out. I'm glad you're sort of unflappable about this whole thing. Though I saw that question mark. Don't pretend you don't have feelings, you handsome bastard. I cannot deny it. It is extremely unusual. I've never heard you feel so much before. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. All right, we keep driving. Yeah. (laughs) Great. I still don't know what a robot is. <laughs> Declan and Alan, I'm going to give you each one point of inspiration for learning how to gun. Nice. Given that, Declan, you've sort of taken on the role of a mentor in this mixed up world for Alan. I'm inclined to give you both further benefits based on that kind of relationship. Also, everybody can take five points of stress. Mm. We're into it now, baby. baby. Now that I've gotten settled, I want to make sure you have all your tools at hand. So um, you drive the (laughs) microbus van down a, a few levels. Eventually, you enter a bit of a shadier district where ne'er-do-wells might hang out. Mm. You're basically told to meet on a corner somewhere. So you want to drop off Declan somewhere with a rifle. Is that correct? Yeah. Generally, we want somewhere that's slightly elevated, probably third to fifth story if we can get that. 
the dream location is always going to be somewhere with like a crenellated roof or a number of open windows or if it's a warehouse with a bunch of broken windows because essentially the rules of sniping because i actually did some research Mm -hmm. on this is like you don't want to take a shot from the same location twice because they can Mm -hmm. follow the muzzle flash so it's anywhere where i could shift from position to position and i could build myself a little sniper's nest for the first shot you Mm -hmm. also don't know if this is the terminus or if this is just meeting a contact so keep that in mind yeah i mean i'm I'm not going to spend like 35 minutes staking out the perfect spot but it's like go up spend you know three minutes getting myself ready lock in on the corner then we have him go okay can you roll me a shoot check because it's sniping 11 yeah you find a a building that's under construction you're able to get up two stories onto a floor that's still very much like exposed and there's a tarp is flapping in the wind there's exposed beams everywhere and it's good enough that you have a nice clean line of fire. There's also places that uh, Alan and Bourbon can hide. Because we've done this before, I imagine Honor System kind of drives by and just takes like a slow corner. I just open the door and bail out and I'm into the site so you can't even see me before he pulls away. And then this is all real quick because we're aware that this could be a setup with the regulators mm-hmm. or anything else. We've done this before. So I'm sprinting upstairs to get myself set up, bringing Alan and Bourbon Sherbert. Uh, and we put them in hiding and I'm sort of lined up and then he can do his circle of the block mm-hmm. and then go to the meat. He's got the bag, but I've got my rifle and my pistol and I'm in my me gear again. Sure. And Alan, pantsuit. you going to? I'll definitely be going up. What time of day is it? Early evening kind of. Okay. Kinda. I just want to get an idea of how much cover there was There'll in be terms a bunch. of shadows. Yeah, it'll, and... it'll be dark. At this level, everything's a little bit dark. Good. Cool. So on our system, you drive around a couple more times and then eventually you, you, you pull over. You've been instructed to meet by an old statue. Okay. So you make your way over to it. Alan, from your position in the sniper's nest, you can see strangely that it seems to be a very like tall, muscular, superheroic looking guy. And the features look vaguely familiar, but you can't quite put your finger on it. Mm. Honor system, you walk up to the statue and you know, I assume that the usual like guy waiting for a drop off. Yeah, I set the bag down in front of me so that my hands are available nice. and ready. Yeah, I'm lined up on it. I've slowed my breathing, so I'm sort of in control. And I lean over to Alan and I'm like, listen, I've got to face this way and I've got to stay pretty focused. The only thing I can't cover from here is the stairs we came up. So if you want to keep an eye on those in case somebody tries to surprise us, I'll watch here. We'll all get out of here alive. Sounds like a plan. Cool. I'm not going to talk much because this requires a little more focus than usual. So you take up your position. Alan, you go over by the stairs. Bourbon is going to like basically tuck into a side alcove. I assume you're probably wearing the coat you stole now rather than uh, the white pants. Yes, I'm going to change into the black coat that I took. Cool. So honor system, um, kind of watching people come and go. This district, because it's a little shadier, people tend to be going places with purpose. There's mm-hmm. not much idling. Eventually, a very aged dragonborn limps over to you. The cane kind of looks you up and down and says, Pardon me, sir. Um, there any specials today? Now, I used that at the stand, and it did not work. So I feel like that's a tip-off to me that maybe this guy isn't who I'm looking for. So what do you do? I do not think you're the person I'm looking for. You're looking for the prodigals, right? Yes. What's the password? Do I know any other passwords? Like I chime in over the comm like, Ask him about the rains in Spain. Right, yeah, yeah. The rains in Spain fall mainly on the rich. Mm. About as quickly as you can imagine, he swings the cane up at your head, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it transmogrifies into a blade as okay. it goes. So what's your AC? Shit. 16. He won't hit, but given that you're ready in the sniper post, I'm going to give you oh, like, yeah, I'm a firing. fast action. Yep. Does this count as an execution because I've been waiting and we're sighted in on him or no? Yep, yeah. Sick. 13. Yep, that'll hit. He's not wearing any armor, really. He's committed to the old man guys. He takes 19 damage and has to pass a physical save to not be immediately killed. Shit. I rolled a three. His head explodes, spraying uh, viscera and gore on honor system. 
And then all of a sudden, gunfire just appears out of windows targeting you. To your surprise, though, there's also gunfire coming from other windows. It seems like there's almost a like a sniper fight beginning. I'm not being exclusively targeted? What your targeting system is telling you is a bunch of people are shooting at you and other people are shooting at them. I'm by this statue, so I'm thinking basic city planning, like a statue is in an open area so people can see it yep. and uh, look at it. So what's my distance to cover looking like? You can take cover behind the statue, or one round of movement will get you into the same building as these guys. Then uh, I guess I'll run I'll run to the building. They're going to take a couple shots at you as you go. Uh, what's your AC? 16. Neither will hit. You're hard to hit because you're running and they're using rifles. So a couple shots like ping off the ground near you. Before I get too far, I am yep. picking up the bag. I yeah, just want to yeah, make I that figured. clear. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not leaving the bag. <laughs> I forgot to specify my movement, but I would blow that dude's head off and shift to another spot. Sure. For yeah, sure. I, I figured. So, I'm um, just standing by the door. The fight is kind of breaking up between buildings. Declan, you can see regulator-style troops moving through windows, but in kind of looking across at uh, where the crossfire is coming from, you can see just sort of all manner of people using a variety of weapons to fight back. Honor system over your sort of encoded comm system, you hear a voice chime in and say, we've been compromised, we need to get you out of here now. Identify yourself. My name is Ranger. I'm here to get you out. I will be in touch shortly. Oh! And uh, you hear him click off. Gunfire keeps going back and forth between the buildings, so you rush into the building... You book it up the stairs. It seems as though the Dragonborn was the only person on the ground. Everyone else seems to be kind of in crossfire situations. Bullets do trace you, though, and people start firing just random pot shots at the building. Declan, you're still relatively safe. You're definitely in cover, but possibility of a stray shot's high. So I'm going to be doing that classic where it's like the sniper's real low, but it's just the tip of the gun just resting on, like, bricks. Are you taking kind of shots thing. or are you waiting to see if anyone... I'm watching for snipers up high, like anybody who'd have a good shot at getting us through the windows. If I don't see anybody like that, then I'm just looking for dudes with the biggest guns pointed our way. I'm not shooting anybody in street clothes. I'm just targeting regulators. Honor system, you make your way up the stairs. Alan, you hear heavy footsteps clomping up the stairs towards you. Do I recognize them? Do you have a rank in footstep recognition? <laughs> no, Tom, I don't. <laughs> I should have spent those skill points. Um, do you want to use notice? I think notice, yeah. Sure. That sounds good. A seven. Yeah, it sounds like honor system. So uh, he clomps up and joins you. Again, crossfire is breaking out outside. And then over an intercom, you hear, this is Commandant Pim Pim. Put down your arms and come out. I look at the other two. I don't speak over the comic when I was like, we're going to give that one a fucking hard pass. Uh, <laughs> I look over to Bourbon Sherbert, the survivalist Rupert, and mm -hmm. I just say, Bourbon, we need you to find us a second way down. Not that's going out this side of the building. We need a back door from the second fucking floor. Go find it. I am on it. I will survivalist rub it. And then off it flies. <laughs> Is anyone coming up the stairs? No, it, it seems like a proper guerrilla war has broken out. Okay. Outside, but no, you're you're currently safe. Okay. From my perspective, was I able to clearly identify who was shooting at me and who was shooting at? Yeah, let's say the square was. Uh, we'll put it in north, south, east, west situation. Yeah, yeah. You were dead center. Our building was southwest. The enemy fire came from the east building. Okay. East building and north building are now engaged in a firefight. Interesting. Okay. Your intercom buzzes again. So have you made up your mind yet? Stand by, and I fill in Declan. I have been contacted by an unknown going by the designation Ranger. He wishes for us to relocate. It's hard to disagree with that sentiment right now. Does he have a place for us to fucking go? Tap back in. Ranger, where are we going? He says there's a delivery truck around the corner north of your location in what would be the west quadrant of the thing. If you can get inside that car, he'll get you to safety. 
is it possible to get from building to building? It's a vehicle wide gap. Across. So you could okay. you could try and like the rock in skyscraper if you really wanted. Otherwise, you'll have to make it across. Not a huge amount of territory, but there will be some open ground. Bourbon comes back and has identified a fire exit that's basically two quick action fire poles that are the back way out. Uh, they'll take you down to ground level. We have to move to the west building. Fucking ass. All right. So we go down the back. Then we'll go around to the west side, see what the fuck it looks like before we decide to just make a nice sprint. Coming out, Declan, you particularly can see there are a number of glints in the tower. Um, the firefight's starting to subside. People are getting a bit sneakier about the taking their shots. You get the sense that they aren't directly looking at this roadway, but it definitely is within line of sight for several snipers. All right, we're going to have to counter snipe this one. I think that's the way to go. So here's the deal. I'm going to aim up over there. Honor system, you're the first one to take the charge because they're most likely to pop off at whoever runs first. And if we lose Alan, then we lose everything with the prodigals. Also, no offense, you're a bit fucking tougher than either of us softies. Alan, the moment he runs, you give yourself a count of like one and a half and then you run. Anybody who shoots, I'll try to kill him. Maybe I'll disappear. Maybe I'll make the sprint. We'll see how shooty it gets. Okay. I trust you. I draw my gun. Over the loudspeaker, you hear again, I'm giving you one more chance before I unleash the power of friendship. Lay down your arms and come out and you will not be hurt. So I take a knee. Yeah, either find something to rest against or if I have to, I'll go all the way prone to just aim out around the corner. Sure. Who are you looking to shoot? Just any of the snipers? Any snipers who are aimed in our direction, but I'm taking the shot the moment we send honor system on his run. You can see three snipers, we'll say top, middle, bottom. They're not in a line, obviously, but kind of like looking across... It's one of those horrible glass front buildings that Toronto is notorious for. And you can see glints from three of the windows. A bunch of the windows have been blown out by now. All right, I'm going to take my time to draw a bead on top sniper. I will draw their fire. I am ready. Okay, just a second. Let me line myself up. So I'll take 60 seconds to focus in my kill shot on the top sniper. Sure. Alan, are you lining up any shots of any sort? What are you planning? I say, I think I can take all three of them out. You're going to shoot your pistol and kill three snipers? Well, I mean, I'm not actually going to shoot my pistol. Uh, what, could you tell us without needing the coding for the public what I'm, you're going to do? I'm going to use magic. It'll kill them, though. Because if you hurt them, then they're all going to know where we fucking are. Garan- I can't guarantee it'll kill them. Could you guarantee one? I could guarantee one. Okay, if I take the top floor and you take ground floor, you see this guy, and I let her look through the scope so she can see the glints in the building. If you can take bottom guy mm-hmm. and I take top guy, then... Honor system can make the dash and we'll both go for number two. I'll take the shot first and then you use the magic as the backup. That should get us all three. Okay. We fucking bail. Okay. So having decided on your plan of attack, honor system, it's up to you to, to make the first move. Okay. Pim Pim starts to give a countdown. On my mark. Mark. And I run out. I fire simultaneously. I fire as well. Uh, what do you fire? I'm firing magic missile. Okay. Roll your attacks, please. People who are attacking. 24. 15. Honor system, you step out into the thing. Immediately, you hear the crack of a shot, but it's one of those things where it almost sounds like you hear it in stereo because Declan's firing at the same time the other sniper's firing. Ryan, roll your damage, please. Mine was an execution, so it's immediately 19 damage, and they need to do a physical save or they immediately die. Laura, you rolled 24, so that will hit. 12 damage. Cool. Declan, your shot rings true. You take the guy squarely in the chest. He falls out through the window. All of a sudden, to your surprise, three magical blasts of energy fly out of Alan's hands, blast through the side of one of the windows, and you see a woman fall out with like a, a sniper rifle that's been bisected in her hands. As you're trying to train up on the second one, you can see that the glint is gone. The sniper's clearly booked it out of there. And over the intercom, you hear, Ah, oh, hell, okay, unleash friendship! And you hear a horrific blast and whine, and you can see a pod of micro-rockets flying at the building behind you. 
This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons 2099 features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. The system we're playing is called Stars Without Number, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are Core Collapse and Sanctuary of the Sky Gods by Nathaniel Yaverne, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Now I'm off to do future things before we return for the next episode of... Dum Dums and Dragons 2099 Bucky runs and Paladin Von Strauss watches him go. Pulling his flaming sword out of the corpse of the slaver at his feet, Von Strauss surveys the battle. They struck quickly and effectively, catching the mercenaries transporting the captives of Neverwinter unawares. Von Strauss doesn't remember much of the combat. He seldom does. Soaked in the blood of those who oppose him, he begins quickly to search the cages. The Fandolin militia is setting people free left and right. There's only one person Von Strauss seeks, and after a moment, he finds him. Huddled in the corner, of a large cage full of children sits the boy. Though grubby and terrified, Von Strauss would recognize his eyes anywhere. The eyes of his master. The eyes of the only son of Lord Neverember. With one massive fist, Von Strauss tears the door off. Come, boy. The child hesitates a moment and Von Strauss slams the side of the cage in fury. There is no time! Now! The child rushes to him and Von Strauss grabs his small arm. The child has a lot to learn particularly if he's going to one day reclaim his birthright. But Von Strauss has nothing but time. As he drags the child from the chaos of combat, he sees the battle wagon, abandoned when Yevgenovich's ammo ran dry. His eyes light on the contents therein, and he pauses. With me, boy! Von Strauss grabs what he needs quickly, passing gear to the child. Suit up, then help me with my helm. The child obeys and then quickly places the beholder-topped black helm upon Von Strauss's head. What does the new armor mean, Uncle Von Strauss? The paladin considers the boy for a moment and puts a hand on his shoulder. It is a symbol of our rebirth and of our quest for vengeance, for you and I are the same. We have become forsaken! The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Greetings, fans of the esoteric, and welcome to the trailer for Madame Magenta Sonus Mystica. Hang on, why am I doing my own trailer? Where will the people want to see their star, my dear? No one can see me, Bernard. This is a podcast. Oh. You know what? I should have that deep voice chap doing this. You know the one. What's his name? Oh, the, um, the, the strange the, name. Yes, like uh, a fruit. The red pepper. That's yes, it. yes. It. <clears throat> In a world where something, something, something. That's the one. Oh, it's quite sexy, Bernard. <laughs> Save that for later. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not sure I can keep it up. You've never had a problem before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that was a very clever joke. Yes. I am a very turgid man. You are. I'm going to make a cup of tea. You do the trailer. Oh, right you are. <clears throat> In a world. Oh, great. Normal. Uh, oh, Earl Grey, please. In a world, 
where ghosts and angels walk amongst us. Float! They float! Uh, at float amongst us stands one woman, Magenta. Oh god, my bloody spirit guide's frozen the milk again. It's gonna have to be iced tea, I'm afraid. Oh, uh, alright, fair enough. Uh, psychic medium. <coughs> my throat. Oh, uh, Magenta? I can't do this anymore. Bernard, you won't get nodules. You're not Adele. Well, actually, interestingly enough, that wasn't nodules. That was an exploding polyp. Oh, God. Do you imagine that? Exploding polyp. Anyway, that's not why I can't do the trailer anymore. Oh. Do you mean... Uh, Yes, the angelic manifestation by the dog bed, yes. (sighs) Here we go again. What do you want? From the makers of Mockery Manor comes Madame Magenta, Sonos Mystica. For all fans of the esoteric. Available now wherever you get podcasts.